It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello, this is Brian K. Wright, and welcome to Success Profiles Radio, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing show, and we're going to have a lot of fun. I do want to take a minute or two to share something that I've been thinking and learning about lately, and I typically do this every single week. Three years ago, I was in a car accident. I was okay, but the car wasn't. I was on the freeway in Mesa, Arizona, and the traffic had slowed way down because there was congestion in front of me. Unfortunately, the car behind me didn't notice this. I managed to swerve out of the way of the car in front of me, but my car was crunched pretty hard. When I got out of the car, I was surprisingly calm, but the lady in the other car was a bit traumatized, and she apologized profusely and said she felt really bad about it. I said, I know you do. And there was no point in being angry about it. She already felt bad, and there was no need to pile on top of it. Two days later, I learned that my car was a total loss, but at least her insurance was going to be paying for a different car for me. That's when I finally allowed myself to feel something. I had to remind myself that there's a seed of greatness in every adversity, as Tony Robbins likes to say. I got to start over with a different car, even though I really liked the other one a lot. It also gave me a chance to rearrange some things financially that were very favorable to me. So for me, the big lesson is to stay in gratitude. With God on my side, nothing else matters. And I still have that car today. I still like it very much. So if you have not downloaded and subscribed to Success Profiles Radio on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, please go ahead and do that. Leave a review. That would mean a lot to me. We've been doing this for over 11 and a half years. We've been doing this for over 500 episodes. And a review would mean a lot. I don't have a guest this week, so it's just us. And it's going to be a lot of fun because I do occasionally like to do a solo show without a guest. I do anticipate having a handful of people call in, though, to help us get through the hour to talk about some of the things that I'm going to be sharing today. And this week's topic is it's very important for us to recognize and acknowledge our wins. It's sometimes really hard to do that because we and we are stuck in the muck of whatever we're going through we have a hard time seeing where we are winning. And I want this week for us to be very aware in gratitude and appreciation for all the wins that we've had so far. We've managed to survive every bad day that we've had to this point, and you'll get through this one too. So it's important to recognize our wins. And I did an exercise with a close friend of mine a few years ago. We both documented our top 100 successes, and we did a couple of Facebook Lives about it. We each took turns. We read our first 50, and we talked about them, and that lasted about 45 minutes. And then we did the second half of our list a couple days later, and that was another 45 minutes. So we got a lot of traction out of it. It went uh, viral, so to speak. We got a lot of likes and a lot of comments and a lot of feedback, and it was great. So I challenge you to come up with a list of 100 wins that you've had 
in your life. Now, you may be thinking, gosh, I don't know if I can come up with 100 wins, but here's the way I want you to think about it. It is a great reminder that you are winning even when things don't seem to go your way. So here's how you can do this. Break your life down into 10-year chunks. Ask yourself, where did you win from zero to 10 years old? I learned how to walk. I learned how to talk. I went to school for the first time. I learned how to play well with others at recess. Those may feel like small wins, but those lessons do translate. In terms of walking and talking, not everyone gets to do that because due to some disability, some people may never ever get an opportunity to walk or to talk or to see or to learn the alphabet or to be able to do math. And so those are all wins if you can do those things. And I'm very confident that a good share of you are. Then where did you win from age 10 to 20? I asked someone out on a date for the first time. I had my first kiss. I may have graduated from high school. I went off to college. I may have gotten my first job to earn some extra spending money. Then ask yourself, where did you win from ages 20 to 30? And I'll let you start to compile your own list because I think you know exactly where I'm going. So divide your life into 10-year time frames and divide however many 10-year frames you have by 100 and see if you can come up with the appropriate number of wins in each time frame, and that will really help you a lot. And don't take any win for granted. For example, like I mentioned, walking and talking, those are huge wins to some people. So document everywhere where you think you won, whether it is big or whether it is small. During this time, I'm gonna go over some of my wins today, not in an effort to brag, because that's not the point, but to show you that looking for wins means you get to experience them more often. If you are constantly looking for why life is going wrong, then you'll continue to attract that in your life. And so when you are focusing on where you've won and not on where you've lost, you will attract more winning. So let's begin. One of the things that I wanted to talk about was pre-internet in the early 1990s, I started and ran a successful resume writing business. And I did this for about three years. I did this while I was teaching at a two-year business college in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I made okay money teaching, but we were all encouraged to get extra jobs or find extra income because they knew they weren't paying us as much as we probably could make somewhere else. So resume writing was what I wanted to do. And I always had a lot of success getting interviews with my own resumes. And so I wanted to help other people find work. That was my big mission at that time was to help other people find jobs who really needed help. And so I did that. I started at home and I put in an ad in the University of Nebraska student newspaper that came out every day. And I put out an ad in the Lincoln Journal Star, which was the uh, daily newspaper in Lincoln, Nebraska. And I put ads in on Sunday and Wednesday because those were the two days where most of the job hunters were looking. And those were the two days where the classified ad sections were the largest. And so I did that and I generated some leads and then I put my ad in the yellow pages. And so that was more permanent. And I called it action resumes because I wanted to be at the beginning of the alphabet. My main competitor was quite a ways further down the alphabet, and I don't think she liked the idea of a new competitor coming onto the scene. And eventually, I started looking at yellow page directories in some of the smaller towns surrounding Lincoln. So I was in uh, Grand Island and Wahoo and Milford and Seward and all the areas right around Lincoln within about a 45-minute radius. And I started pulling some business from there, from there too. And then I started advertising... Uh, on some coupons, some coupon books that uh, there were there were companies that would 
sell coupon books to give away to students so that they could take advantage of all the specials that everyone was running and to capture student business. And so that's how I was doing it. Now, it didn't come without some adversity, though, because this competitor that I referenced earlier decided that I was taking up too much for business, especially when I went to a commercial space and got out of my home. In fact, the reason why I stopped working from home is she turned a couple of potential young female customers against me by saying, you don't want to go to single guy's home, do you? You don't know him. And I thought that was pretty low, even for her. And so I went into a commercial space and I started advertising even more and getting a lot more business. And then she decided that she would call the Lincoln Journal Star newspaper, posing as someone who worked for me to cancel the ad. And she did this two or three different times. And karma is undefeated. That's all I'll say. But I built my business and it's really nice when a competitor is worried about you. But I ran a successful resume writing business in the 1990s. And then honestly, I got bored with it. And I decided I wanted to move to Arizona because that was always a dream of mine. So I, I stopped doing that and I ended up moving to Arizona. So that was the first one I wanted to talk about. The second one I want to talk about was I learned how to play chess and my dad taught me how to play. And we played every night during the summer when I was in high school and sometimes during the weekends when I was, you know, not in school and I could never beat him ever, ever, ever. And dad doesn't like to lose. Neither do I, but I went off to college. And the first time I came home from college, we played chess. I beat him finally. And he thought it was a fluke. And so he asked me to play again. I beat him again. And we never played again after that. If you've ever read Robert Greene's book, the 48 power laws of power, one of them is never outshine the master. And I committed that little crime outshining the master. And so he didn't want to play anymore. But what I learned was don't give up. There might be something insurmountable in front of you, but just learn how to play the game better than your opponent. And eventually you will come up with a way to win. Another lesson I'd like to share is that I owned a rental property about 45 minutes outside of Phoenix at one time. And I learned some very, very difficult lessons, but I wanted to own property so I could generate passive income because I had read Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. One of my mistakes was I bought this property in a community 45 minutes outside of Phoenix proper. And this was a community where housing was super cheap, but there weren't many jobs there. And so the majority of people who lived in this town committed to Phoenix. And it was really hard for me to find a renter who wanted to live all the way out in this small town and agree to commute. I did finally get three separate parties to do this. But all of them ended up having to leave me because they could no longer afford the rent, which, by the way, was very, very reasonable. I was only charging $850 a month for the entire house, but they couldn't afford to. And so I decided to offer it up as a rent to own. And my third renter was a rent to own. She was there for two and a half years. So she paid the option fee of $5,000. She knew it wasn't refundable. That gave her the option to buy the house. And we were doing really well for a long time. And then she all of a sudden said that she couldn't afford it either. And I ended up having to basically foreclose and take the house back over again. But she did some things that I didn't approve of. She repainted the inside of the house without my approval. She had a dog in the house without my approval. And the carpet was all messed up. The walls were not the same color that they were supposed to be, and I could no longer afford to put the house together in a rentable condition. So I had to short sell the house. 
that was a very, very painful lesson. I hated having to do that, but I'm not giving up on real estate. All it taught me was that I did it wrong. I should have had a professional property manager. I should have bought into a duplex or fourplex or have pooled money in with other people so that I wasn't footing the entire risk myself. And the next time I get into real estate, that's what I'm going to do. So you learn what works and you learn what doesn't. And as long as you recognize that, you're in a position to win. And so we'll continue talking about some of the great lessons that I learned through some of my situations in life and how I view them as wins. Because again, like I said, you won't learn anything if you don't go through something terrible to start with. But look at your wins and we'll do more of that when we come back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you never heard. There's nothing like a high-profile court case to grab our attention. My mother was a court reporter, and she would frequently share funny things that happened during a trial. An easygoing judge would often let off the pop and jays or repeat offenders. My mother would sometimes whisper to the judge, he'll never learn if you keep letting him off. Once in a while, the judge would reconsider and order the pop and jay to the calaboose or jail. The court reporter records everything, including funny and embarrassing statements made by witnesses. Here's a statement made by a defendant accused of theft. Did you get a good look at my face when I took your purse? What's a word for the natural tendency to put your foot in your mouth? Dantopodology. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I don't have a guest this week. I'm doing this show by myself with a handful of call-ins, and we're talking about the importance of acknowledging and recognizing the wins in life. Because when you recognize where you are winning and you are focused on winning, you're going to do more winning. But if you're focusing all the stuff that's going wrong, guess what you're going to attract? A lot more of that. So I do have a caller, and my good friend Adam is on the line. Adam, welcome. How are you? Hey, Brian. I'm Fantastic. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much. So let me ask you this. How important is it for you to acknowledge where you're winning and how does that impact your attitude throughout the day? Yeah. So 
you know, not just throughout the day, but, you know, in general for future goals. I think I think recognizing and acknowledging your wins, because really those are two different things. When you acknowledge mm-hmm. your wins, you know, you're telling yourself not only, hey, pat on the back, but, you know, you have this moving forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, when you acknowledge that, you really build a foundation of confidence um, mm-hmm. and you allow yourself to, to, to kind of try a few more things, you know, even if they're not, necessarily familiar to you know what you've you've done in the past oh yeah i love what you just said there where you build a foundation of confidence and it allows you to be more comfortable taking risks because all great champions are ones who are willing to take a risk an educated risk not not a stupid risk but you'll (laughs) take more educated risks and so how has that worked out for you yeah i mean i think sometimes we all probably take some, uh, we'll call them uneducated risks. Uh, right. Just sometimes throw it to the wind and see what happens. You know, sometimes they're the best things you've ever had in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, but the educated risks are really, they really are built on that foundation of, of acknowledgement. You know, um, it's worked out great for me. Uh, you're not always going to succeed at everything 100%, but you're going to have your wins. So as long as you do realize that those wins are going to be what carry you, you know, you'll, you'll be more confident to accept the losses that are going to actually teach you the lessons. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about one or two of your biggest wins that you're most proud of. Yeah. Um, well, one of them actually was kind of the crazier side of that coin, uh, kind of like a, you know, a, a crazy risk more than an educated one. Um, I just kind of jumped into uh, an acting career, uh, no prior education or training or anything. and just went through a program. Um, with a with an acting school, and then you know just got myself out there, started marketing myself. Um, within I think the first six months of even being in the industry, I had some pretty decent roles, a couple of pilots I've filmed so far, um, and then I was in a, a major film that's going to be on Apple Plus as well. So um, there's that, and then I just got my real estate license. So that was also an, an ed- educated risk, um, something more calculated. Um, I've already been in the industry doing construction with a successful flooring and remodeling company. So I figured, you know, I'd go ahead and jump in that pool on the other side of the coin. So it's worked out really well for me. I'm really proud of you. I know you and I have talked about a lot of these wins and it's, it's scary to jump into an industry such as entertainment where there's no guarantee that you'll succeed, but you figured out what your path was and you took action, and I'm really proud of you for that. That's really amazing. Yeah, I appreciate it. And the same thing for you, Brian. You know, you you did the same thing jumping into all of this. And and let's let's go right back to what you just said a second ago. You know, jumping mm-hmm. into something, whether it's an educated risk or not, there is no guarantee you're going to succeed in anything. So right. you really you really take an opportunity to take that risk, no matter what it is that you do, especially when you're going out on your own, whether it's familiar territory or not. So you're, yeah. you're taking that, that into your own hands. And if, if, if you yeah. do build yourself up on those wins and you keep telling yourself, you know, hey, it may be a small win, but a small win turns into a big one. You know, a bunch of small ones will eventually turn into something grand. And, you know, that, that's just the risk. Yes. Exactly. I'm really, really happy. Well, Adam, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Like I said, I appreciate being on here and I look forward to, you know, talking again sometime soon. All right. We will. Take care, Adam. Thanks. Yeah, you too, Brian. Thanks, buddy. Okay. Wonderful. And 
let's go ahead and and uh, talk about the next one. I gotta tell you, it's everybody's dream to write a book, and I am fortunate enough that. I've gotten to write several books for myself, and I also am writing books for other people. So ghostwriting is something that that I'm very, very happy that I've been able to do. And I'll tell you what, when I started this show over 11 years ago, I didn't know anything about doing that. And so when I started this show on TogiNet Radio, I decided to script my questions out because I didn't know what I was doing. And it turned out to be really, really good. And when you start getting really, really great guests, you get a lot of momentum. And when you do something over and over and over again, you just get a whole lot better at it. And so that's, that's something that you got to do is, is when, when you win, sometimes you're not going to win the first time. In fact, I frequently tell my friends who are thinking about doing something, your greatest hit probably isn't going to happen the first time you try it. Think about some of the most iconic musicians out there, whether it's, you know, Beyonce or Billy Joel or Elton John or whatever, the first thing they tried probably wasn't their greatest hit. Most of those artists are most known for something they did later on. They just kept trying and they kept trying and they kept trying and they marketed themselves and perfected their craft. Ghostwriting is the same thing. Having a radio show is the same thing. Publishing a, a personal development magazine, which I have, is exactly the same thing. And you know what? When I started my show, I had no idea how I was going to monetize this. I tried paid advertising. People flaked early because they were expecting an instant result, and it didn't happen right away. But I did eventually figure out that some of my guests hadn't written a book yet, and so we talked about that, and some of my guests have become my clients. And the show has paid for itself many, many times over. So if you're thinking about doing something like that, figure out where you're going to make the money. One thing that Sharon Lecter told me one time in an interview is if you, the only reason she does something is if she makes money doing it. She says, if I can't figure out how to make money doing this thing, I'm not going to do it. Whether it's taking a trip, whether it's going on somebody's radio show, whether it's speaking on somebody's stage, whether it's writing a book. And she did co-author Rich Dad, Poor Dad with Robert Kiyosaki. And that's a book that I referenced earlier. If you have not read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you've got to do that. And uh, I do see that I do have another caller on. Andre, how are you, Andre? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So let me ask you the same thing I asked my, my last caller. Why is it important for you to acknowledge where you're winning in life? Acknowledge what? Where you're winning in life. Um, because you got to keep good morale. Mm-hmm. Like, it's easy to only focus on the losses. And yeah. And, like, I mean, I've taken a lot of big hits in my life. But mm-hmm. with just as many big hits, I've had just as many big wins. You have. Uh, and yeah, yeah, and I know we've talked very privately about some of the big wins that are coming your way very, very shortly. And you've been on my radio show recently. So if you want to go back and listen to my episode with Andre Bland, go back and listen to some of the wins that he's having. But I'm really proud of you because you've taken some tremendous risks. One thing that you've done, though, which I'm very, very proud of you for is you have connected with the right people that can make these opportunities happen for you. How important has that been? Um, connecting with the right people. I mean, yeah. I just connect with a lot of people in general. So like, um, it's in my opinion, I feel like it's important just to build relationships. So, um, it's very important. 
Yeah, for sure. So give us a scenario where you think you've experienced a win that you were really, really proud of. I know you've had many, but if you could just pick one out and then maybe we can talk about a second one too after the break. Okay. Um, I'd say, I mean, if we're talking about one that's already passed, I won't even talk about business. I can just talk about like um, the bodybuilding, like my very first bodybuilding show. I, um, I mean, I've been training for wrestling in uh, numerous sports like cross country track uh, gymnastics and stuff all my life. And um, I come home from a winter break and I find out that, the owner of one of the bodybuilding federations paid my entry into a junior national show and it was like three and a half weeks out. So I got some crash course and posing and dieting, but I'd already been pretty shredded because I was training for college wrestling and, you know, most wrestlers are shredded anyway. So, um, I go into the show, my first show, I got second and got on the cover of a magazine. So I'd say that was a big win. Like it was enough of a win to catapult me in the fitness industry. That's huge. Not every fitness or bodybuilding person gets onto the cover of a magazine. So yeah, that's pretty, pretty amazing. It's very impressive. Thank you. Yeah. I love that too. And you've also done some acting too, haven't you? Yeah. Awesome. What is your favorite thing that you've done? Um, <laughs> uh, an international Audi commercial because I didn't have to talk. So like <laughs> I go That's on awesome. set and they told me to grab a phone and basically act like uh, one of the receptionists and they're like flirt with the girls on set. So like the whole time we were just flirting back and forth. And that- I mean, they filmed, I mean, we were there for like five hours, but they only filmed for like maybe 30 minutes total out of the whole time. And wow. at least for me and they only used like half a second of the clip and it paid really well. We got yeah. free food. Uh, we all, everybody on set became friends. Like, I would say that was my favorite role because it was the least amount of work with the highest pay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good job. <laughs> How about doing that again? That would, that would be awesome. Okay. That's, yeah. that sounds wonderful. We'll come right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. What would you do if you won the lottery? 
Personally, I never buy tickets because I figure I have the same chance of winning whether I play or not. What's the word for a person who dreams about winning a fortune? They would be called a macabre. Everyone knows the lottery is just a tax on people who aren't very good at math. I say if you want to be near your money, just go to Washington, D.C. Then again, if you want to save money, you can always buy your lottery tickets the day after the drawing for half price. You pretty much have the same chance of winning. Studies suggest that only about half of lottery winners are happier three years later. Whatever you want to call it, Mazuma, Moolah, Spondalix, Deuterumus, Koobity-Koop, money isn't everything, but it sure keeps you in touch with your children. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and for more Words You Never Heard, check out my podcast at wordsyouneverheard.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio, and I don't have any guests this week, so I have people calling in, and we're having a great time. And we're talking about the importance of celebrating, recognizing, and acknowledging your wins, because if you are able and willing to do that, you're going to attract more winning into your life. So I do have another caller, Steve Gallon. How are you today, Steve? Doing great. How are you doing, Brian? I'm doing great. It's good to hear your voice again. It's been a while. Yeah, happy to be here. Absolutely. So the question I open up with, with everybody is, why is it important to you to acknowledge where you're winning? The biggest thing for me, it's not just with the the actual achievement or accomplishment of a full-on goal. I celebrate winning every time I achieve another step toward that goal. Yeah. Now, some of the goals are, most of my goals are one year or up to three years, but I tend to create tracking systems so that along the way, every time there's a little bit of an incremental win, I celebrate those because I'm a person who, believe me, squirrel brain, dude. <laughs> and I need that to keep me going, keep me growing, keep me on track. And you know what the best byproduct of that is? Even when we celebrate our little increments, it can inspire other people to go for theirs. So that's my favorite part about it. I love that. So... Give us a couple of examples where you are winning and are very proud of yourself. Actually, right here in front of me on the wall is my vision board for this year. And I'm looking at two goals that I just, in the last couple of days, celebrated some achievements. One of my health goals, physical health, is to pedal at least 2,700 miles this year on our Peloton cycle. That's a part of my daily workout. And I just surpassed 2,300 miles the other day and colored it in. It looks like I've got a thermometer on my vision board. So I've got all these lines colored in for every 100 miles. So that one is just going great. And then another one I got to update today, my goal is to be on 60 podcasts all around the world this year as a guest. Mm. And this morning I celebrated my 31st. So I've, I've got a ways to go, but it's definitely manageable as long as I put in the effort and the diligence of keeping up with the habits of reaching out weekly to shows all around the world. So track it along more than halfway there. And I'll tell you what, I haven't put a whole year's worth of effort into it. I'm taking a mm-hmm. few months off here and there. So getting back yeah. on track. 
Absolutely. So for those people that are wondering how to get on a podcast, what are your what are a couple of your favorite strategies for doing that? Uh, doing that, I go over to a couple of web platforms that are built especially for podcasters and people who want to be guests. My favorite one, which is still free, is matchmaker.fm. So for free, I go up and I create a profile, put my picture there, put a description of my topic, some interesting questions. And then I can also do a search for all the different shows out there to find one that might be a good fit for my message. What I'm also finding is that my ranking, because I've been on there for a couple of years, my ranking is getting higher. So hosts are now seeking me out because I've done enough work and I've got a track record. And I was on a show in Japan just the other day with somebody who sought me out and said, hey, I think you'd be a good guest on the show. And we had a phenomenal conversation, just like you and I always have. Yeah. Yeah. It's always great having you on the show. I usually, lately, I've been having you on at the beginning of the year because your your business is helping people do vision boards. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny. I'm seeing an uptick now in people saying, I'm getting ready for next year. And they're showing their vision boards. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. for most, it's a great start. But what I always do is I'll send a little DM and say, Hey, look, I saw your vision board. Very cool. Could I ask you a couple of questions about it? And just very gently, I'm not trying to yep. you know, trample and sell them or, or trample what they're doing. I just right. say, were you aware that, you know, this part of life is important too, and it might even support those. So right now there's a lot of conversations opening up. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are planning next year's goals and waiting until January, you're already behind the eight ball. I mean, an airplane has to ramp up before it takes off. And this is your ramp up period. Q4 is your ramp up period, isn't it? Oh, exactly. Take a look at what went well this year, maybe where you might have struggled a little bit. Or if you did well, but all of a sudden you found out it wasn't totally fulfilling, what could your goal have been? Could you have Mm -hmm. gone a little wider or maybe a little deeper into something? Or maybe you Mm -hmm. discovered something about yourself that you may have left out of your goals this year. So now is the time, just like you said, to start that ramp up to get the the energy and the momentum going so that you don't just try to start dead cold on January 1st, Mm -hmm. looking at maybe a collection of not superbly positive habits. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And in order to achieve what you want, you have to get rid of the things that don't serve you, correct? Yes. Get those right out of the way. And, you know, one of the biggest things, and we did a survey a number of years ago, overcoming bad habits was a big one for people that said they failed when trying to use visualization and vision boards. And also, you've got to be ready to take consistent action on a daily basis. It doesn't mean you go so far out of your comfort zone and go wild on the grind of of the work of it. But start to understand that it's not just what you get in your goals, it's the person you become. So start to think about how you can be a better version of yourself in the coming year. Give yourself a break. Have better self-talk. Cheer yourself on in the mirror to start off every day. It's the little moments like that that are really going to help you out. Yeah. And I think to celebrate winning, you have to tame the inner critic. Notice I didn't say get rid of it because it's hard to do. But you just have to recognize that inner critic and say, sit down, stop it. No, not now, not ever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a little sign on my desk. It's my favorite hashtag in the world. And I use it against my inner critic and my uh, my imposter syndrome and, and that nasty inner voice that doubts me. And it just says very simply, hashtag up yours. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, it's not vulgar. It's funny. It makes me laugh. And then there's actually, I'm, I'm laughing now because I'm looking at my vision board. There's a picture of the hashtag up yours on my vision yeah. board because it's part of my regular conversations in the mirror. If I start to doubt myself, I catch myself and I just say that phrase. I start laughing. Yeah. I, I love all of that. That's great. Any final thoughts for us, Steve? Um, gosh, just think of, you know, Going back to something you and I both do with our gratitude at the end of mm-hmm. each day or to begin tomorrow, just take a moment, put pen to paper and write down your favorite thing that you got to be a part of the day before. It could have been a conversation. It could have been something you tackled. It could have been a fear you overcame and took an action. But think of mm-hmm. one way each day just for a moment to cheer on your progress toward a win, even if you're not there yet. Celebrate the fact that you're still in the game. Yeah. That's a huge deal. And when you share them, you might just inspire somebody who's kind of stuck in the shadows. I love that. Steve, thank you so much for calling in. I always appreciate our time together, and we'll do this again one day soon. My pleasure, brother. Thank you so much. All right. We've got two minutes until our final break. I can't believe how quickly this is going. I want to share another one of my wins. I survived a life-threatening illness back in 2014. I've talked about this on the show a few times, but when you are on the brink of death, and I did not know how serious it was at the time because thankfully the doctors and nurses did not tell me that I was near death, but I was. I laid in that bed having seemingly all the time in the world to just think because there's nothing else you can do. I started asking myself, how do I want to impact the world when I'm out of here? And I was fully in belief that I would walk out of that door, and I did. But I wanted to keep doing my radio show. I wanted to write more books. I wasn't doing my magazine yet, but I did start that about three, three and a half years later. And I started ghostwriting books a couple of years later and helping other people get their books out into the world. But I always kept focused on how do I want to have a positive impact in the world going forward. I also remembered that it's very important to be aggressively thankful for everything. It's important to not take for granted the time that you have left. And it's always very important to treasure your friends and family because those things, when they're gone, they're gone and you don't get them back. So always treasure your moment. We go through seasons in our life and we want to celebrate the wins, but just understand that you won't be in your current season forever, whether you like your current season or not. It will get better and this season will pass and celebrate where you are now because there might be a day where you wish you had this day back. So don't regret that. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio and we'll talk more about celebrating and acknowledging and recognizing your wins when we come back. We'll be right back. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. 
With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I don't have a guest this week. We're doing the show by ourselves today. And I've had a couple of people call in and we're talking about the importance of celebrating your wins, because if you are able to do that, then you will draw and attract more winning to yourself. And all successful people are reviewing what they did right and they look to what they might have done wrong so that they can capitalize on whatever mistakes they made so that they can keep winning some more. The only reason you're looking back is to course correct to figure out how you can make the path ahead of you better and more productive and more efficient. So one of my big wins is I am very fortunate to have cultivated a very small group of very close friends who would do practically anything for me. And if you have, you know, more than, you know, three or four really good friends in your lifetime, you're very, very fortunate. And I am very lucky to have such friends in my life because these are people that I can share anything with. Now, how do you cultivate that? Well, you, you have to learn who you can trust and who you can't. And sometimes that's a bit trial and error. And sometimes you learn rather than lose. But I would say trusting people with small things first before trusting them with big things is super, super important. And if you've ever read a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman, he talks about five different ways to love on somebody. Now, one thing to bear in mind is when you are trying to cultivate close friendships, it's a good idea to recognize somebody's love language. Now, when you are loving on somebody else, I think the tendency is for us to love on someone else the way that we want to be loved on ourselves. But you might be talking to a person that is not sharing the same love languages that you are. Now, what are those five love languages? Let me review them very quickly. Number one is words of affirmation. Number two is quality time. Number three is physical touch. Number four is acts of service. Number five is receiving gifts. Now, if I am the kind of person that enjoys quality time and words of affirmation, and I'm talking to someone who likes to receive gifts and I don't like necessarily giving gifts, there's going to be a little bit of tension. And if I am giving a gift because someone expects me to versus giving a gift because I really want to, then it feels like an obligation. It's not gift giving. It's transactional. And that's tough. So knowing what your love languages are and knowing what someone else's love languages are really do help you build a closeness, whether it's a, re a relationship of friendship or an intimate relationship or whatever the case is. But learning how to trust, learning how to recognize what somebody likes and enjoys and giving to them in that way is a way that you can build very close friendships. Now, I have people in my life that I can share practically anything with even my deepest, darkest secrets. And it's really fantastic and freeing. You have to be vulnerable. 
And when you can do that with someone that you can trust on the deepest level, that's a huge, massive win. Another one of my wins was getting really, really creative when I found myself with the prospect of losing my condo when I was living in Arizona. The economy got tough. I didn't have a job. I wasn't doing all of this yet. I was doing my radio show, but I wasn't doing any of the other stuff. And I didn't want to get foreclosed on. So in order for me to pay my rent, I had to get really creative and rent out my condo as an Airbnb. I rented it out on Craigslist first. That was hit and miss. But once I got it on Airbnb, the quality of my listings, my guests went way up because they vet your guests for you and they have to pay up front, which means that the day after they move in, you get paid and it's all good. You never have to worry about payment because they have to pay Airbnb before they move in. So I had to get real creative. And what I did, because I couldn't afford to stay anywhere else, I slept in my car for an entire winter because I had to. I didn't have anywhere else to go. It helped me keep my condo. And I'm so glad that I did it because I got to experience what that was like. And it forced me to be very, very creative for a lot of reasons. And so when you learn to be resourceful, that's a skill that you can carry around for any situation. So I am very grateful and I'm very proud of myself for getting through that situation. Another thing that I'm very, very proud of is the fact that this radio show has allowed me several opportunities to do red carpet interviews at movie premieres where I've gotten to interview actors and millionaires. In fact, the first red carpet interview I did was for a movie called Think and Grow Rich Stickability, which is very much about the topic we're talking about today, persevering, acknowledging where you're winning, sticking things out when things get really tough. I interviewed over 20 people in 90 minutes. And so I got two or three minutes with every person. And that was, that was tough, but I got to interview Frank Shankwitz, who is the uh, founder of the make wish foundation. I got to interview Ryan McDonough, who was Aaron on the Waltons back in the seventies. We had a lot of fun together. I got to interview Ron Klein, who invented the credit card magnetic strip. That was a fun show or fun interview. And I also have had him on my show in the past. But when you put yourself out into the universe, such as what I do with this show and now subsequently my my magazine, Ultimate Achievers magazine, if the right people see what you're doing, you will invite opportunity. When you connect with the right people who know people who know people who know people, amazing things that you would not even dream of would happen. And that's what happens. So be consistent, be persistent, stick with it and keep doing what you're doing because you will eventually be seen. You may not know that you're being watched right now, but you are. And at the right time, in God's perfect timing, the right things will be revealed to you. Another win I had is that on a couple of occasions, I ran for 60 minutes or more on a treadmill without stopping. There was a point in time where Two and a half minutes was the longest that I could run on a treadmill. That was tough. And I realized I wasn't breaking past that five-minute bar barrier very easily. And then I realized I was trying to run at top speed. When I slowed my speed from six and a half miles or six miles an hour down to about four and a half miles an hour, I was able to go for a lot longer. The whole tortoise hair thing is true. If you slow down and be purposeful and intentional, you're going to get a lot faster than just darting out of the gate with crazy speed and then wondering where, where you're going next. So I eventually built up my stamina to where I could run for 60 minutes or more. And I did it twice. And that is probably one of the most proud things that I am proud of 
athletically because I'm not a real athletic guy, but being able to run long distances, that's something I could do. I ran track in junior high. And so I was always given the longer races to run because I'm not fast, (laughs) but I can run far. And that was a big win for me. I've also gone skydiving twice. Now, why would you jump out of a plane on purpose? Well, it was fun. I went with a friend who wanted to try it and we had been talking about it forever and ever and ever. And finally, we looked at each other and said, if we don't actually schedule this, we will never do it. And so we did. And we enjoyed it so much that we did it a second time. But instead of going with a whole bunch of people, we were in that plane by ourselves on a Sunday morning. And it was a lot of fun. We enjoyed that. But I'm done doing that. I'm not going to skydive again. I can say I've done it. And that's all I care about. But sometimes you just have to experience things. And that's a win. When you can get out of your comfort zone and experience things that you're scared to do and you do it, that gives you an anchor point. Because after I jumped out of a plane that was fully functional, on purpose, into the air, and dropping like a rock until I pulled that cord, I told myself, if I can do this, I can do anything. And I did that so I could create an anchor moment for myself to give me that confidence. And it's like, it's like uh, Adam said when he called in, you build wins and then you are confident to try something even bigger next time. And so that's a really important reason to celebrate wins because now you can think, what can I do next? I conquered this. What's the next thing? Another win that I had that I'm very proud of is I got to coach a book writing client and I collaborated with him by contributing a chapter And that became an Amazon bestseller in 10 different countries. And through the course of coaching him, it was very clear that this wasn't just going to be a book. It was a movement. And his book was called Being Unapologetic. And it was based on a TEDx talk that he did. His name is David DiGiorgio. And his TEDx talk got a lot of views and a lot of love. And his book was fantastic. But it was a lot of fun to be able to be some part of something that grew massively. Another win that I have and that I think about constantly is that I play the long game far more often than I seek instant gratification because I find that if I seek instant gratification, the rush is over with really fast. But if you are playing the long game and all great champions do this, if you play the long game, your rewards are going to be a lot greater, higher risk, high reward. And some people aren't comfortable playing that game, but the greatest champions in life are not afraid to take an educated chance, an educated risk, and be willing to not see the results of that for a long time because the longer you wait, the greater your reward. Think of a bamboo tree. It takes several years before you even see anything germinate out of the ground because the roots are growing so strong underneath. But once that bamboo tree pops up out of the ground, it grows very, very quickly, really, really quickly. And you'll wonder, where was this my whole life? Playing the long game is very much like that. When you are looking to build a foundation for your business or whatever it is that you're working on, what you're building will stand for a much longer period of time. It's the difference between trying to build a skyscraper and trying to build a a tower, a Jenga tower. Because if you can take if you take one piece out of your Jenga tower, the whole building can fall down. But you can't do that very easily by taking a brick out of a skyscraper because there's such a foundation that you can't quickly dissolve the bond that's there. So very, very important to play the long game more frequently. Another thing that 
I consider a win is as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate my family more and more. And I'll tell you a secret. When I started praying for my family more often, my relationships with them got better. How cool is that? Prayer is real. And if you pray, I, I hope you do, but prayer is powerful. Getting God to intercede on your behalf, he wants to. So let him pray. Pray for the people in your life that you love. Pray over their situations. Pray pray the unspoken prayers if you don't know what they need. But just ask God to provide for them and to look out for them and to protect them from danger. As I've started doing this, my relationships with my key people have gotten even better and better and better. And I cannot tell you how powerful that is. God does provide. In fact, I will tell you a situation where I was at my last J-O-B before I launched my business full time. I was working for a real estate agent in Fountain Hills, Arizona, and I was calling out to people in the community on the phone, inviting them to open houses, inviting them to visit those homes that we had listed. I also was assessing whether they were in the market to buy or sell. And my employer thought I was doing so well that he gave me a $1,000 Christmas bonus one year. And mind you, I was making $12 an hour. So a $1,000 bonus is a really big deal when you're paying an employee $12 an hour. And this was almost a decade ago, but my goodness, that was so impactful. I I cried. <laughs> and when I was done doing that, I went to his, his office and I gave him a big hug and I said, thank you so much. He said, you deserve it. So when you are doing the right things and you're doing it very well, once again, it comes back to the idea that you will be noticed for the right reasons if you are doing the work. So we've talked today about recognizing your wins and acknowledging them. And when you do that, you will have more winning to celebrate. Do that exercise. Write down your 100 wins. Break it down into your time frame, 0 to 10 years old, 10 to 20 years old, and so on, and come up with a bunch of reasons why you think you've won. If you do that and you review that list regularly, you will remind yourself that you are an absolute winner. God did not make a mistake with you. You are a winner. See you next week. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.